0: Welcome back to the Champion Mindset Collective Podcast, the place where we ignite your passion, turbocharge your success, transform your thinking. I'm your host, Anthony Dyer, and today it's my absolute pleasure and privilege to welcome you all to this podcast interview. Today's special guest is a dedicated Gallup Strengths and Positive Intelligence coach with a mission to empower and uplift coaches and consultants to reach new heights of personal and career success. With a background in education, coaching, coaching, Neuroscience, strengths, and positive intelligence. She has honed her ex- expertise in helping coaches harness their strengths and cultivate resilience to thrive in their personal and professional lives. She is passionate about supporting and guiding coaches and consultants through their unique journeys. Using the power of Gallup Strengths Finder Assessment, she helps coaches and consultants identify their top strengths and talents. Positive Intelligence Coaching, she provides tools and strategies to strengthen mental fitness and reduce stress and cultivate more positive mindset. She offers coach training for individuals and teams who desire to be equipped in the foundational coaching skills as the tool to develop others. She provides coach mentor training for those wishing to pursue the International Coach ACC and PCC accreditation. Her coaching approach is rooted in authenticity and a deep belief in potential of every human. She provides a safe and supportive space for self-discovery, growth, and empowerment. Today's guest is Alison Gray, who is the founder of the Design Coaching Space. Welcome, Alison, to the Champion Mindset Collective podcast.
1: Good morning, uh, Anthony. So great to see you! Isn't it cool that we get to do this on the first day of two
0: thousand and twenty-four? Absolutely, yes. I'm I'm looking forward to this podcast because I'm looking forward to learning a lot about what you, what the the knowledge that you have, and and yeah, and I'm really excited. And and uh, you know, this is a, a great way to to for our listeners um, to connect with you. Yeah, most definitely.
1: And it's always fun, like, learning about the different tools that coaches have um, and share them with other coaches as well. And and we're both coaches, so it's a great space to learn off each other.
0: Absolutely. I'm a big believer in collaboration. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I believe that uh, as coaches, we together collectively can change this world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. yeah. Great. So I'd like to ask you a little bit about your... Your background, like, tell me, share a little bit about your background in education um, neuroscience.
1: Um, So I'm actually a teacher by occupation. So I've been teaching in primary education for many, many years. Uh, But about 15 years ago, I was really hungry for some professional development. And at that time, my cousin was doing, working in HR and was going on um, this training course with the Neuroleadership Institute and I knew nothing about it but just was really hungry to learn and so I jumped on board this training which actually was coach training with the brain in mind and so how our brain operates and then setting up um, like coaching conversations keeping in mind how the brain uh, operates so people can reach their maximum potential and to me it was the best professional development training that I'd ever done and so that set me like started me in the space of coaching and like ignited a passion in me for it and so from there I have just done a collection of other tools and um, so I work in education On leave at the moment have a coaching business have a passion for the neuroscience things and then have some different tools in my box which i use to help people and Gallup strengths and positive intelligence are two of the tools that i have
0: wow you're a superwoman you're pretty busy with um, doing all that
1: (laughs) i've been busy about intentionally building my capacity probably for the last five you know five to ten years so yeah
0: Could you explain to us what Gallup Strengths is and how knowing your strengths can help provide people providing this and thrive in their personal and professional lives?
1: Yeah, most definitely. So, um, probably a little bit of of a background around Gallup Strengths. It was actually created by um, a man, a positive psychologist called Donald Clifton. And he had, um, his shift was a little bit different in the fact that he has this statement, he says, what happens if we focus on what's right with people rather than what's wrong with them? And uh, with the premise that we can work on our weaknesses and that's going to prevent failure, but it's not going to lead to success or great levels of performance And so he introduced a whole um, background research through positive psychology and CliftonStrengths is the result today like of that. And so um, it's been around for over 50 years, like it's got 50 years of of background data. Gallup is the most well-known organisation across the world for the research that they do, um, like both in performance well-being the emotional economy of people and so there's been as far as the Gallup assessment is concerned um there's been over 30 million people that have actually taken that assessment from across the world across the globe and it really Mm -hmm. does focus on helping people like discover what their natural um potential for excellence is and then that in in turn affects their performance and their well-being and also how to build healthier relationships. And so they've got a whole heap of data and research and um, background around those results as well. So um, the way that Clifton Strengths actually works is there is they looked at all the different skills, I guess, that people had or natural tendencies and they grouped them under 34 categories, which um, Gallup's calls uh, talent themes. And so you yourself or would, myself will have 34 talent themes. You could actually see on the strength, um, like on my screen there, there's 10, my top 10. And they are my potential for excellence. And for someone just to have my top five, say, related, communication, strategic, achievement, responsibility, in the same order as me, is one in 33 million people. So when I get my report, it's uniquely designed to me. And that's only my top five. That's not even the top ten, which is my dominant talent. And so one in 33 million, if I wanted someone to have my top ten In the same order would be one in 425 trillion people and there's never been like that many people so different from all the uh different personality psychological assessments out there clifton strengths is really uniquely you and if that's your natural way of operating responding uh thinking feeling behaving Mm-hmm. and you and lend that to whatever you're trying to accomplish in life then you're going to achieve excellence in life yeah. yeah and get a lot of energy and fun along the way and so um so that's a little bit about um the talent themes. So obviously i'm just giving you a bit of an overview here um they start off with so one of the ways that you can discover your talent themes even without doing Clifton strengths itself is actually to look at what's called five clues to talent. And so the first one is yearning. And that really is this pull or this uh, attraction to do a particular uh, activity. So if I was to ask you, Anthony, like what do you what do you know that you could do well if you were given the opportunity to, to do that? What's this yearning or this desire in you?
0: Uh, one of the one of the desires I have, or oh, it's an, it's actually a goal for this year is to uh, do public speaking, um, communication, um, and connecting with people in a more authentic way and helping people, um, you know, with their lives um, with the challenges in their lives. From a mindset perspective. Um so yeah, so public speaking is one of them. Um, and of course the podcasting is another another way of communicating.
1: Yeah. I love that because I know that because you've done the Clifton Strengths top five report and communication is one of your talent themes. Mm. Like in there. And I was reading through your report because I know a little bit about, you know, what your desires are. I was going, well, oh, this is the perfect, you know, perfect space for him there's this yearning inside of him which is now going to invest time and effort and talent, you know into his talent to then serve other people and podcasting is a beautiful platform for that and
0: so is public
1: speaking so it feels like you've chosen something that's right in the right place
0: for you yeah i mean i find that like i find like podcasting is my happy place Uh, and uh last year at the beginning of last year i set an intention that um, in five to seven years' time, I will be an international public speaker and a change influencer, and that's something that I've always wanted to do. Because, as Gandhi said, "Be the change in the world that you want to see," and that—that's what I want to live by. Um, and uh, and it, it wasn't—it was this year that I was able to uh, dive into podcasting. Sorry, last year I uh, dive into podcasting. Um, and I think I've done something like eight episodes, um, combination of individual podca- episodes as well as interviews. And I'm loving it. I'm loving and uh, chatting to people. And, you know, I see people like Jay Shetty and Lewis Howes and um, you know, all these different um, influences who are podcasting. And, you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm wanting to do going forward.
1: Yeah so you're aspiring but what I love about that even watching your journey in this is that when you do it it'll look like you it won't look like Jay Shetty or some of the others and you will reach an audience and have impact on the people that most resonate with you and you get to love it and enjoy it because you're operating in your natural design. And yeah, so absolutely. I get excited about seeing people that so the first clue to talent is that yearning inside is this thing going, I really want to do that. Like if I had the opportunity, this is what I'd like to do. The second one is actually satisfaction, which you mentioned, and it's this really intrinsic motivation to do what you enjoy. So you made this statement to me and you said, "I love. <laughs> I love doing this. You know, it brings me life, it brings me energy. I feel like I'm it's my happy place. And that's so evident of of what it's like when you're actually operating like in your natural design or, or your talents mm-hmm. as well. The third thing is rapid learning. So what is it that you execute really naturally? You know, and you don't even think about it. It's just uh, you know, there's this rapid learning or there's this ease to learning that happens. Like, Can mm-hmm. you yeah fill us in a little bit from your perspective on that?
0: So learning is, I guess, um, I've never been really an academic person um, um, for a large portion of my life until probably um, not last year but the year before, December the <laughs> year before, was the first time I actually started reading books. Um, wow. before before that, I wasn't really a reader. I was more an audio visual person. and um and I find through reading books and reading, listening to and learning is through listening and and reading and and so on. Um, I'm learning so much from the greats, um from all all these different people who are out there. um I've also, been part of a the coaching institute as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. and learning from just learning from yourself, learning from others ar- around around different other coaches as well, in terms of what they are saying. But ultimately I think learning is about your life experience. You know, you learn from <laughs> the experiences that you've been through in your life. And um I think for me the biggest thing, I'm not one of these people who, who is really like I said ac- academic who will just you know spend hours and doing learning as such but for me my learning is all around experiencing and when you experience something it becomes personal to you so you uh, tend to remember things a lot easier rather than sort of when when you're having to go through courses and and so on so really it's about Becoming you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You have learner in your top five. So the, this, na- <laughs> this natural curiosity, like yes. to go, I'm, I'm sure that as a young person, you still had a curiosity about things, you know, whether it mightn't have come through textbooks itself, but maybe like you said, you were an experiential learner, so you learned by doing. But there was oh. this natural curiosity inside you um to learn and now you're finding that learning through books and doing courses as well so um, yeah, that's let, cool. yeah, yeah
0: I would say I, I would say I've been very curious over the years yeah um yeah. and more so more so now um I think uh there was a phase in my life where it was, it was all about me but now I'm more curious about others and asking right. questions yeah yeah
1: which is what learners do when we if we were unpacking like learner in it, doing a deep dive around learner itself, like that is some of the things that learners do. And they really enjoy asking questions, which lends itself beautifully to like podcasting and public speaking and coaching and all those spaces. So another like clear to talent is glimpses of excellence. So where in life, like present, in your present life at the moment or maybe in the past, have people come along and go, do you know what, Anthony, you're so good at that. You know, and they've just given you
0: that positive feedback. Can you, like, share some of that experience? Yeah. I guess technology is one of them because I've been working in technology for about 30-odd years. Um, I'm very good at picking things up. Um, I'm, I've always been hands-on person rather than – and if I can't – if I don't know how to do something, I'll go and find a way of doing it. Um, a large portion of my life was there was no, nothing that was impossible for me everything was possible. And if I don't know how to do something, I'll figure it out and I'll do it. And that motivation or that um, mentality or mindset has always um, been in my in me. Um, another thing would be, um, yeah, I, I just, um, like there are times in life, life when things, um, you know, we've all been through trauma in our lives. And um, there are times when fear and things like that stop you from or or pause you from doing things, and um, <clears throat> it doesn't take me too long to get out of that mindset and and just push through. So so uh, with developing or with launching the champion mindset was all about going from that fix to the growth to the champion mindset, where no matter what comes at you. You just keep pushing through. And so I think one of the things that people would say is that I'm very extremely positive and optimistic. Um and also that nothing nothing is impossible for me because I, I will find a way. And and um and I'll get back on my horse. Um when most people will go, right, that's enough. I've had enough. I'll keep getting on my horse until I can't get on the horse, basically. Um that's And sometimes, sometimes that can be that that can have an adverse effect. But like, I believe in if you really want something, you just keep getting on that horse and keep riding it until you, until you tame that horse.
1: Yeah. I love that because it sounds like your positivity, like in action, like see your positivity, I think at number two. And, uh, and so that I think that people who carry like a talent theme of positivity, it gives them that half last full approach to life. So even when, like, life goes a bit haywire and, and it does for all of us, like, people with positivity have this resilience where they can pull themselves out of the mud and to, to keep going. And so, oh, um, again, yeah. it's like, one you know, your talent theme in action right there. And mm. uh, I heard you talk about, you know, like the ability, like that, to fix, you know, fix a problem rather than just leave a problem or letting a problem dominate you. And so, like th- that comes again into your strategic, like talent theme, and that ability to explore different options and try to find out what the best solution is. And so, it sounds like um, with with strengths it's not talent themes in isolation what gives you your uniqueness is that talent themes hold hands and they work together so to even as you shared that story it sounded a little bit of like your positivity holding hands with your strategic and mm. then that helps you like navigate life the way that you did and there's probably a bit of futuristic in there and I don't know what your like six to ten talent themes are so I'm just like viewing this from one to five, but there may be something in your six to ten that's also holding hands and helping mm-hmm. you, like, view life and 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 navigate life that way. And so there's 34 talent themes and the way that um, the top ten are your natural way of thinking, feeling, and behaving. And so that's mm-hmm. where it, it's very natural for you. It gives you a lot of energy. Uh, gives you a lot of life and then you have say from eleven to twenty twenty nine those talent themes are, are called what your sometimes talent themes and so you'll lean into them sometimes, like to do things they're available for you to use, but they're not as natural as your top lot like top ten and what often mm. they often acts they often act as a support to your top 10 talent themes. Mm, right mm. and then you have your bottom five and your bottom five is just not your natural way of thinking feeling and acting and so most times people go straight to the bottom five if they're doing the full 34 report like they go straight to the bottom five and they want to fix the bottom five but that's not people's like natural ways of thinking and feeling and behaving and so we want to be aware of the bottom five in case they get in the way of us being successful but we want to focus on in our top
0: 10 as well yeah so does that would that mean then that um you would focus on your top 10 and then then which are obviously your your major strengths and then Mm -hmm. you would look at strengthening the sometimes um themes um and not pay too much attention to the the bottom five but uh you know if if you work through your your sometimes ones then you could then work on the weaknesses right but um yeah, you're right. Most people will jump into their weaknesses and try and fix fix their weaknesses, and then then they get overwhelmed, and then everything stops, right? Yeah. And- well, they
1: don't have energy, and it's like a drain yeah. for them, and it's not giving them life. And it's really interesting, even with performance management, like in companies, like most companies have an old mindset around performance management and they go what is wrong with this person let's try and fix it rather than going okay what does this person do really well what's Mm. this person's natural like design like and how do we get to invest into that and performance manage around their strengths yeah rather than trying to performance manage around things they don't well and that doesn't mean that we don't Manage our weaknesses. Like we all have our weaknesses. Sometimes our weaknesses, well, most of the time, our weaknesses are our strengths being overplayed. So an example of that is I have achiever in my top five, and achievers really set the pace for production. And so they can work long and hard on things. Sometimes like (laughs) leave the people behind. You know what I mean? Because they just gives them energy and gives them drive. And and so, but. For me, if I get in a mode like that, I can like work and work and stay up to two or three o'clock in the morning and do that for many, many hours because I'm getting life out of it. But then that's mm-hmm. not good for my overall health and then I don't sleep yeah. as well. And so then it gets in the way. And so we, with strengths, we never say that we turn our strengths off. What we say is sometimes they need to be turned down. So yeah. in that sense, it would need yeah. to be turned down. Down a little yep. bit. The so, whole point is of well, strengths is to name your strengths, love your strengths, really claim them, and then aim them. And so that if you have some personal professional goals that, you know, like public speaking that you're going into this year with, you would look at your top 10 talent themes and you could would say, how can I use these, invest time into developing these so that I like reach excellence like in those areas Mm. and so it's that's how it works it's really because you can have a the formula that um, strengths goes by is that they say like you have your talent theme, which can be in raw form still but once you uh, multiply that with investment you sow investment into that and you add skills and knowledge then it becomes a strength so sometimes we go through we have like our top 10 talent themes And we may never invest into growing them or may never add uh, knowledge and skill around them, and so they stay in raw form rather than being in mature form. Mm. And so when they're in mature form, and so the whole point of it is that's why, you know, sometimes people do the Gallup assessment, but they don't do any strength coaching around that, whereas if they're working with a strengths coach, and the strengths coach is going to help them. Like, so they get the most out of, um, like, their strengths. And mm. so, um, yeah. yeah, so around weaknesses still, because that was my next thing I was going to share a little bit around so, as sorry, well. So, did you
0: have a... Yeah. Did you hear my last one as well? Do you want you wanted to cover up? Sorry. Oh, Excellence
1: what? is the last one. Pick up
0: <laughs> you were listening. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs>
1: that is just flow. You know, like for me, I have Relator at number one. So, and communication. So I can go out, like, Relator is really about social depth. So it's really about knowing people, um, like, on and, and doing things with with, I guess, friends or colleagues like working towards things and so I can spend five six hours like I could sit on this podcast with you now between relator and communication get to know all about you ask questions six hours could go by and we would go oh my goodness where did that six hours go you know because we're in a flow and so like there's things where time just flies where you're just in a flow so can you think of times in your life where it's like? where there's just this ease, this flow, time flies, you go, yes. what happens? Well,
0: generally, you know, I... generally, it's things that I'm, I love doing, um, and I, time just flies, you know, like, uh, when I'm preparing the podcasts, um, I could spend, easily spend two hours really researching and and doing, you know, um, and then, then of course, uh, editing it, um, and then getting releasing it, that can take another an hour or two as well, so each podcast can take up to like four to five hours of work oh, to actually yeah. release one you know um so well yeah things that i love doing um also sometimes i've had coaching sessions with my clients where where a th- uh, an hour session has become like a two-hour session you know um but it's because i didn't want to just go by time it's it's you know, there's some something's flowing. We've got got some stuff that's happening and some magic happening there, and you don't want to let that magic go. You know, so you carry on with it until until um until you get, I guess, that release that, that your client actually goes, ah, okay, I've got I've got it now. You know, right. like, um, so some people will just watch time and go, well, that's it. Yeah, you know, you've done the hour. You know, um, whereas for me, it's really about building that relationship and really um, knowing that when I've when my client has left, my decision that they are they are equipped with the right tools and strategies to help themselves achieve what they were trying to achieve or deal with what they're trying to deal. With.
1: Yeah, so it sounds that even listening there that you've got strategic holding hands with your learner, holding hands with your communication, and I would really love to see what your other talent themes are. you know yeah, like would, yeah. <laughs> it does. Once you go on the journey of strengths, you do you get really excited about really wanting to know um, to know more about your design and then like how they impact because it really is you will have far greater impact on this world, far greater influence if you invest time into what you're good at rather than you do. So you can have goals for, I mean, every most people set goals for 2024. They've done that maybe last week or they're doing it this week. But if you know what your strengths are and you leverage your strengths towards those goals, you will get there a lot quicker then if you're not aware of your strengths and not operating in them and that's where yeah that's why I love lifting strengths helps people get there faster as well so um so a couple of other things around weaknesses so I talked about you know sometimes our strengths are like our talent themes are raw so we haven't invested Um, any effort and energy and then but when we do we get to maturity but we also have what's called balcony and basements or another term that's used is help or hinder so sometimes our strengths can help us and sometimes they can hinder us if they're being overplayed so there's normally a trigger sometimes it might be stress or you know it could be a whole range of different things that triggers us and puts us in the basement like rather than in the balcony where we're shining and having excellence in there. Mm. And so there's a whole conversation sometimes around that um, with people as well in helping them develop around their strengths. And then there's something else called barrier labels. So like you know how sometimes you go through life and people like put a bit of a label on you and they might say something like, um, oh, you're so driven. Like I used to get, oh, Alison, you're so driven but that was just someone coming along that didn't understand my natural way of thinking and feeling and behaving and because mm-hmm. they weren't like that they put a barrier label on me mm-hmm. and because I didn't know my strengths at the time I would then sometimes take that to heart and think, oh is there something wrong with me but now I go oh yeah that's my tuba. I set the pace for production and this is like the advantage of that this is where i bring mm. excellence and so i can talk to some of the words or thoughts that the labels that people have put on me you know like with communication sometimes people say oh listen you talk too much which is sometimes true <laughs> but um or you know like they may label and say oh you're a blubber or what like you talk too much and and sometimes that's because my you know communication turns down but sometimes it's a label because people don't talk a lot or they don't ask questions or they're not curious, you know, about things. And so, yeah, so it's good to just look at uh, those. And in your um 34 report, what's different from your top five? The 34 report has your uh, blind spots for your different talent themes as well. And so you can look at those blind spots and think, oh, uh, have I actually got like a window that I can't see? And are they getting in the way of me being successful, um, as well? So yeah, there's quite a bit like into it, like around yeah.
0: witnesses. Yeah. It's quite interesting what you said before about the communication. And uh, I've, I've been, to, people have said to me in the past, "You talk too much," you know, "You, you never stop." And 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 uh, <laughs> and yeah, that was. Uh, I used to take that as a negative, um, but it, it is a fact that I'm a I'm a, I'm a massive communicator. I love communicating and I guess what it comes down to is like you said just turning it tuning it down or dialing it down a bit um depending on the situation um and knowing when to when to lis- listen more and knowing when to you know speak um yep. and uh it's uh, it's like uh, Simon Sinek talks about it um you know leaders leaders talk speak last um they eat last um and it's about giving other people the opportunity to to really um, contribute and and express, express themselves um, and then really also learning to read the learning to to listen more um, so, so when people are in meetings sometimes people take over meetings and so on but it's really about listening and getting the insights from every single person that's spoken, And then you're more equipped with the information to be able to deliver a more concise and, you know, a message that's going to impact people or influence people. Um, Mm -hmm. So something that I learned over the last three and a half, four years was to, is to learn when to, when to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And, and learn when to speak up and when, when it matters, you know. Um, And often when, People don't speak up when when things are not right. Um, and I, I truly believe that, you know, I was in a, an environment where um, there was a toxic environment where people weren't feeling safe. Um, and I had to speak up and, and tell my peers that, look, people are not feeling safe. Um, and most people would just go, oh, I don't want to get involved. Yeah, it sounds like um, the Clifton strengths is very detailed and very, um, it really, like you said, it pinpoints your, your strengths and things that the other, and the supporting, um, themes that, that can, that can also strengthen your strengths even further. Um, mm-hmm. and really it's awesome. looking, looking at those, looking at them from different, um, uh, from a different lens, and actually saying, you know, hey, look, these are things that, that are that are going to build awareness, give me awareness into into who I am and who who I want to become, and how do I become the person I want to become by by doing these things? Would that be right?
1: Yeah, yeah that's a perfect summary. Um, it's interesting with communication because it. Mm-hmm for you there's a brings and needs sides to talent themes so there's where you add value where you contribute that maybe other people don't and then there's what you need to feel energized and life you know full of life as well and one of the things that people with communication need is an audience and so but with the thing with the audience is you can go great I've got an audience but you have a message that needs to land with the audience. And so that's why to be able to be skilled in going, okay, what is going to land, how is this message going to land with my audience and be very strategic even on how how to craft that or giving space mm. for other people like you said is going to mm. help a lot more like, um, yeah, to be effective. I'm not explaining that really well, but to be more effective with the communication talent so mm-hmm. yeah, my mm-hmm. communication—I love communication—it's number two for me, but sometimes it's got in the way. But I've learned a lot of good lessons along the way about about that. So I'm like you; I'm a little bit more um, sharper, mm-hmm. like with my communication talent thing than I have been in the past. So, mm-hmm. and it is—it's—it's uh, it's an influencing theme. There's four domains with Clifton strengths ways that you lead and communication is an influencing theme and what influencing themes do is they take they stand up for others they speak up for the crowd and mm-hmm. so um, when you just shared that story that's exactly what you did you were the voice when other people didn't have a voice
0: so yeah, it's yeah. um there was you know people were just feeling really um unmotivated and and you know like uh, <clears throat> it's like schools you know like um There's a curriculum and expect all the kids to to be able to do the same thing. But you know, in this day and age, kids are so diverse in in their learning, but so, you know, um with the difference, um um the different what what's the word I'm looking for? It's the uh, you know, like things like ADHD and and all those different things, um, Mm -hmm. that the people the spectrums that um that you can't just put everyone in the same basket, and I feel like in the workplace it's exactly the same thing, is mm-hmm. that everyone gets put into the same basket, um, and and um, some people are not doing well and they're getting they're getting unmotivated and so on because they've been being bullied and things like that because because you know their way yeah. is of working is a different or thinking is different. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like workplaces need to be a bit more mindful about that, and actually get to know their people better. And yes. and, and doing the Clifton Strengths um, uh, assessment would be very very beneficial to a lot of leaders who mm-hmm. you know who like school are just putting everyone in the same basket. Um, and really, it's about getting to know some someone. And I remember. I remember I was working at this place, I won't name the place, but it was a government agency. And um my first week I was there, um I had the I had a, I got to meet some some people and there was this one lady from um from uh, Netherlands and and we we were talking and I listened and, and so on and she said, you know, this whole week you're the only person that's actually take an interest in me and listen and ask questions about who I am. Um, and everyone else just talked about work. And I said, well, yes, of course, because I want to get to know who you are, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if people took took more of an opportunity to get to know people better rather than, rather than just sort of, you know, when people come to work, that's just getting straight into it. Um, yeah. I think that would be quite beneficial.
1: Mm. Uh, It's a beautiful tool to to build self-awareness but also to run an organisation as well. Like um, it's used in lots and lots of organisations. I went to a recent Gallup at Work conference in Sydney and, like, most of the major banks are using it. Like most technological places, uh, New South Wales Fire and Rescue were using strengths, and so they mm. had just all these different speakers. And then even like in the States, in education, strengths is a really a big thing. So there's a university over there that strength-based test every student that comes in, and mm. then whether they're doing law or whatever professional they're going after, they will work with that student to help them get to where they want to go in their area of passion, but using their strengths. Mm. Um, so, like, there is, it lends itself, there's, there's strength based parenting. So, you can do like um, strengths with children, help parents like know their children's natural design. Like, it's great for relationships, for couples. There's a whole well being program like with strengths, and you can actually go, oh, like I want to get fit this year, but how can I use my design? What sort of strategies are going to use me, you know, to help me get where I want to go on? So it's huge, like lots of different avenues, lots of different things. I would really like to see it, like I think, like with so much breakup in marriages and that these days, uh, what does it look like when couples know each other's unique design? And how can mm-hmm. then they work in a powerful partnership to have a successful, create a healthy family? And then what if they know their kids design as well? And then yeah. so yeah, like it has a lot of um, different dynamics. It's, sure. it's a bit
0: like it's a bit like the the five love languages, really understanding what the love languages are. Um, mm-hmm. But then this is going beyond that and going, you know, what is it that makes a person tick? You know, yeah. What's the yeah. nuts it's and bolts of this? Person? Yeah. 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 And then what you
1: don't have, like what does your partner have that they bring to the table that you don't have? And how do you work together to achieve what you're trying to achieve? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be that would be amazing to um to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, sounds like you're the person to make it happen.
1: Well, do you know like it's funny? I like it it's almost like I came across strengths through a friend i don't really know much about it but again i was on this professional development uh thing i was hungry to learn because i have learner at number six and and i went and i actually walked out because the training was so intense it was so much information as you can imagine like i did five days training with her and Um, I walked out going I think I've wasted my money I'm never going to remember it but then I like worked and just did um, a lot of people's strengths reports and a lot of sessions with people and just have continually builds my you know my understanding of strengths and every time you sit down with someone and and you go through their strengths report you learn things because everyone's uniquely designed and so
0: no one's the same
1: in it so so it's
0: it's a pretty exciting journey to go on for sure. Mm. Well, so if, um, if people would be interested in in speaking with you more uh, around the strengths and and maybe exploring, um how would they how would they go about getting in touch with you and and also what I, what I'd like to ask is, are you running any programs or challenges or anything like that that people get involved in at the moment?
1: sure um so you can reach me at uh design coaching space um at gmail.com I think design coaching space at gmail.com or www design coaching space um like hook into my website there uh, at the moment in next week i think we start we're running an ultimate strengths cap challenge So uh, that is on the Design Coaching um, Facebook site. You can actually click on the banner and it will take you to the link to join the challenge as well. So there's that option as well. And in that challenge, it's just a four-week challenge, two masterclasses each week around some of the stuff we've been talking about today, and you pay $31. It gets you your top five report. And we're going to use that in the challenge so you get to know a little bit more about yourself. But one of mm. the passionate things that I have in that is I want to then help equip coaches to use that in their business with whatever they're doing. And that's either maybe partnering with me and I do I do it like I'm just an external provider or to do some training around where they can do it themselves. So I'm thinking around that space as well. And I think that will be quite fun.
0: Awesome. Sounds great. I may have to look into that myself. So, um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So, what, what we're going to do now is I'm going to ask you five quickfire questions, um, and this is Me what I do at this. the end of every at the end of every um, every podcast. Um, and uh, it can just be a one word or a, or a quick sentence. It doesn't have to be too too deep, you know, too detailed. So, okay. um, the first question is. What is one message that you would like to share with the world?
1: Okay. So you're uniquely designed. (laughs) So stop comparing yourself to everyone else around you. Get to know yourself and then aim at whatever you want to do in life.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Okay. How do you define success? And has that definition changed for you over time?
1: Okay. So, um, if we're looking through the lens of lift and strengths, then success is really about investing into yourself and reaching your potential. But my own personal angle on success is I'm like, who are you becoming?
0: <laughs>
1: you know, like if you can set your sights about becoming the best version of yourself, like who who are you being to this world? People inherit who we are. They don't inherit what we do. Mm. So if I come into contact with you, Anthony, and you're someone that just loves life and brings fun and brings enjoyment, then I inherit that from you as oh. I spend time with you. And mm. so wherever we're going in life, we we affect other people, we influence other people. So if we can show up um, becoming the best version of ourself and being mindful of the impact we have around
0: other people, then to me that's being successful. Awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Okay, we've got three questions left. Um, who has been your greatest inspiration and why?
1: Not easy, my husband. So um, love, love him to death for this reason. He was someone that loved life. He carried, uh, he was the most generous man I know. And I don't just mean that in the fact that he helped people or that he provided for people, but the fact that he was generous in forgiveness, he was generous in love, he was generous in his belief in people. And I like, you know, like he passed away from cancer about seven years ago. But I inherited, again, I inherited who he was. And today I am who I am and I show up to this world because of his influence on me. Mm. And so I like, yeah, I like every now and again I have to check myself and I have to go, what would Alan do? You know, like he, you know, if Al Al was doing this, this is how he would respond. This is what he would want to do, so. So there the,
0: the you go. You've learned so much from Ellen. Um, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you were saying before. We learn from each other. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what is something you believe that others might disagree with? Okay. Uh,
1: so um, I'm like confessed Christian here, yeah? like love God. Um. So my, you know, like I truly believe that you can go about life doing great, doing good, being successful, uh, having all the dreams and desires in your heart, which are put there by God in the first place. But if you don't have a personal relationship with him, if you don't get to know him and him you and then take that out to the world, then what's the point of life? And so Mm -hmm. some people may not believe that. But hmm. it is the driving conviction
0: for everything that I do. And so it's my thoughts. Thank you. Um, lastly, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: I'll put God's West and he'll
0: sort the rest out. Good, good advice. Well, yeah, thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure uh, being on this episode with you. Um, I've learned so much. Thank you so much. And well, um, nice. who knows we might be able to get you back on um, uh, on this podcast. Um, maybe for a topic that relates to this, we could talk more about this and break it down for everyone. so if you um if you're looking at uh, connecting with Alison, then design coaching space, um, as you mentioned before, go and find it on the website. And um, you're also on Facebook, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty. And um, as always, if you haven't subscribed or followed this podcast, I encourage you to to follow this podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And please share this with your friends, your family, and your workmates. Let's share the love. Let's share the the information so that others can be inspired, or the others can be be able to get help from right place and and to connect with Alison or myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like Alison, I'm running a, a, a four week challenge at the moment called Mind Mastery. It started uh, today, and uh, it's it's uh, evergreen, so it it doesn't stop; it just keeps going. So, if you'd like to uh, join the, the Mind Mastery four week challenge, um, there'll be a link in the in the description of this podcast episode. Click it, including um, the information for Alison's details, and click that um, that information. Register for the event, and our first class, masterclass will be starting on the sixteenth of January at seven p.m. New Zealand time. So, um, yeah. And if you uh, if you love this podcast, please um, there's a there's an option to send a voice recording, or there's a, an option to to like or comment. Please comment and and join the Champion Mindset Collective podcast. Um, Sorry, not the podcast, but the actual group on Facebook. Look it up, Champion Mindset Collective on Facebook. And we look forward to seeing you there. And thank you, Alison, for a wonderful uh, message and information. Keeps the fun. Let's do it again. Absolutely.